Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to the I Fell Podcast. I'm your host and creator, Shay Ruff, also known as Wisdom by 30 author and owner. What is this podcast about? This podcast is a space where failure is welcome. Our guests and myself will be sharing our failed moments to help you get through yours and be set free from regret. So grab your favorite snacks, drink, friend, while we get free together. See you soon. your lovely host, Miss Shay Ruff, and I thank you guys, as always, for being with us and for rocking with us. Thank you for celebrating 40 episodes with us. We so appreciate it. Thank you for um, listening to us. We are now on Amazon Music, and we will continue to grow as long as God allows us to. So, you know, we don't take long. Jump right in. Today's topic is I failed at people pleasing. And I'm so excited to have one of my high school classmates, one of my uh, ride or die friends I had <laughs> in my freshman year, my sophomore year of high school. Her name is Kioka Harrison. Kioka, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me. This is <laughs> Thank you so, so much. So she's going to um, share her heart and her thoughts with us. So we are going to jump right in. So we're talking about people pleasing. So I, I know for me, I'm going to be honest, for me, this is a, whew, a breathing but, moment because <laughs> yeah. I went through this quite a bit. So define what the phrase people pleasing means to you. It means to me putting myself on a back burner, putting everybody else's feelings, opinions on the front line while mine is still sitting behind the gate, just, just waiting. Ooh. Yes. Okay, everybody breathe, because that, that was a lot right there. Hold on, wait. That is exactly what it is. That's the best way I could, I would describe it as, yeah, I'm elevating everybody else while my stuff goes undone. And then also in, in people pleasing, and I know we'll get to this, it's the guilt of I need to help them first or feeling like you need to help someone first before helping yourself. So we're going to get into that. So when did you notice that... Um, that something like this was happening in your life? What area of your life, what relationship in your life, when did you realize that people pleasing was something that was happening? I knew I was being a people pleaser when I first met my husband. Mm. Before I met my husband, I was dedicated to my siblings, their kids, my mom, so-called friends mm -hmm. and you know if it was time for me to go out time for me to do this time for me to go this I would be there at the drop of a dime when they call me I'm coming when I met my husband I had a bigger responsibility mm -hmm. I had my own and people couldn't accept it it also was a time I became a people pleaser and I'm going to be transparent um, when I became homeless. 
Wow. Wow. I um I'm I'm relocated for the better, but me and my family was just homeless a year ago. Wow. And no one knew, no one knew. What made me realize it, that I was a people pleaser when I became homeless and I had no one. Wow. And some people might think that that don't go together, but it does. It does. Because every time you needed me, I was there, whatever you needed. I don't care if it was to miss school, quit school, not work, not accomplish my goals. And also I realized I've been procrastinating on putting a book out and that's my biggest problem because in that book, the people who I have been pleasing, who have and also people I've been pleasing and who I have been dedicating my life to also cause hurt in my life mm. because for so long and it's never enough. It's never enough. You can't always please everybody because it's never enough. You can call and tell me you're home. I can bring you a steak, but this steak not big enough. Or this steak is not, it's not done right. So it's never enough. And then as you get older, you sit in here like, okay, what have I done? What have I done for Kyoka? What have I done for myself? What everything that God has blessed me with, every prophetic word that was spoken to my life, I put it on hold. I I I let it go. And I'm gonna be honest, I even been a people pleaser in my marriage. Yeah. With my kids. Mm-hmm. I love to that but at the end of the day I still have to be a woman of God I still have to be a mother I still have to be a woman of course okay so when you said that people pleasing and um realizing that you were after you became homeless it does go together because when you're in a space of constantly sacrificing not necessarily sacrificing for the right reasons, but just overall, just sacrificing in every space, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's with your children, whether it's with your family, whether it's with your friends, whether it's with your coworkers, uh, other people you have business relationships with, that sacrificing takes a whole lot on you and you do start to lose things, right? You start to lose yourself. You start to lose your personality. You start to, like, your attitude is different because all of that stuff has become a weight. And it has definitely shifted everything um, that's happening to you. So, yes, it very well and very much does go together. So, yeah. So, um, so yes, it does go together. And then also um, you mentioning um, people-pleasing in all areas of your life because it don't stop in one place. It literally takes over in every single aspect of your life. So the moment that you realize that, the moment that you realize that your sacrifice had landed you in a space that you did not want to be in, um, it, how did you feel? Were you bitter? Were you upset? Were you, what were you feeling? I became in a stage of the press, depression. Mm-hmm. Because when I became homeless, me and my husband has been together for going on 16 years now. 
when I became homeless, um, like I said, this was a year ago. We've been in our home since October of 2020. Okay. When I became homeless, um, it, it made me look, it made me go into depression because I feel like so much time I wasted. So I can't get that back. Yeah. I can't get back. So it, it gave me a drive to move forward. It gave me a drive to, I have to put myself first. You know, sometimes when we go through different storms and different trials and tribulations in our life, some people don't like to share. And this podcast was more personal for me because it was also helping me get my story out. It was helping me release some stuff that I've been holding on. I feel like I've been a prisoner in my own body because of this. Wow. Because when I became, when me and my family became homeless, it gave me a time to think. Yes. I, didn't, I didn't question God. Because by the by his grace and mercy, we never had to sleep outside. We never had to sleep in a car. Me and my family stood in a hotel for before the before they really started shutting down in Louisiana. Maybe about eight months we stood in a hotel. My daughter's whole high school senior year, we didn't have a home. Hmm. So it brought it brought a lot of reality to me that you pleasing everyone, you putting everybody first. But if you just walk into your purpose that God has given you into your destination, you can be at the top like everybody else. Sure. But you worry about everyone else. You worrying about everybody's feelings and everybody's opinions. But the biggest opinion I was not looking at is God in my own. Mm. That's the two opinions that should matter to me. So where I can be that submissive wife. So yes. where I can be that virtual woman. So where I can be that godly woman that he has called me to be, but I can't be that living a double life. That's what I was living, a double life. That's exactly what it is. Oh my God. Oh, you said so much in that. Yeah, it is a double life because you you one way on this side, you another way on this side. And, and of course, you got to wear different masks, different hats. Everything when you're dealing with certain people when it comes to people pleasing. And honey, that's a full-time job. Exactly. And I was living that job and that job wasn't paying my bill. Bingo. That job was not sustaining my family. And I went into a depressed mode. I went into shutting down. I, I, I lost myself even more because I blamed me. But you know what God told me? Get up. Get up. Mm -hmm. I didn't bring you through this storm to keep you in this storm. Right. I brought you out this storm so where you can see when it's raining on you, nobody is holding that umbrella over your head but me. Yeah. yeah. I'm still covering you. I'm still nurturing you because even in the midst of it, I learned. Because at the end of the day, I was my own victim. Mm. Myself from people pleasing, pleasing others. When I'm not pleasing a person who wake me up every morning, who's giving me another chance. So let and me ask you, ask you this. Let me ask you this. So um, we know that people pleasing is a behavior that is, um, it starts somewhere. All behavior starts somewhere. So what, what would you say your people pleasing started and why? When I felt like I wasn't accepted. I felt like I wasn't enough. 
I felt like I wasn't valued enough. And I'm going to be transparent. It started when I was a child. Mm. You're, you're not capable enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not worthy enough. That's when it started. So now I want to fit in. I'm pleasing everybody. I want to fit in. I'm going to mm. do this. Even if it was against God's will, I want to fit in because I, I'm pleasing everybody else. But in all alone, I still had his grace and mercy along the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it started from young. It is, it was a it was a curse. A curse. A curse over my life. It it didn't stop. It was a curse. So in every aspect, it just like I can only imagine from whew, that's a lot. From not feeling, because I, I personally, um, and I've said this before, and it's not glorifying it, it's not giving any credit to the enemy or anything like that. But in middle school, I really, 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 really had a hard time with self-esteem. Really had a hard time with self-esteem. So just like you were saying, like you want to fit in. So you do certain stuff, you say certain stuff, you try to, you know, be friends with certain people and all this other stuff just so you could fit in. And the worst of it for me, and this is, it's going to seem so minute to other people, but my middle school, we didn't wear um, uniforms. We wore regular clothes. So when I got to high school, I was so excited to be in uniforms because that was another topic of conversation that I didn't have to worry about. We all wear the same thing, the same colors. You know, and, you know, they were strict on us sometimes when it came to uniforms and stuff. And I didn't wear skirts on purpose because I didn't want that conversation. Let me get my pants. Let me get my polo shirt. And I'm good. And so um, middle school was just, you know, children talk about your clothes. They talk about your hair. They talk about this. They talk about that. I didn't get relaxers. I've never had a relaxer. Don't know what it feel like or anything. I used to get my hair hot home. But because all the other girls would get relaxer, I would lie and say, oh yeah, I got a relaxer once, you know. This same ridiculous stuff to appease people that don't care nothing about me, right? And that's the space that people that people pleasing can take you into. It's a facade that the people that you are pleasing are going to wholeheartedly be pleased with you and accept you for who you are. But the hard part about that is they can't accept who you are because what you're presenting to them is not even you. You're presenting a whole different person to them. They don't even know the real you because you're pleasing them by thinking, okay, if I do this, then they'll like me. If I say this, then they'll like me. So you're basically just lying to them too in the middle of the people pleasing. So in 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 that regard, in the people pleasing, in in um starting at a younger age, like what what did you do to change the way you felt about yourself? Did you start to ask questions about yourself, take some a long time? What what happened for you to build your self-esteem? Or is it still a work in progress? If it is, that's fine too. When I started being comfortable with myself, that's when I learned my real identity. I learned really who I was. I learned I'm not going to be like the next top model. I'm not going to be like the next, that's not me. You know, even when it came down to 
massage. You know, I get into depression depression modes. I get into because I'm 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 not gonna never be a size two. I had to be comfortable with me because I had to also learn great is in me. God yeah. looks at my heart. He does not look at my outer appearance. He don't look at if I have the native bundles, if I have the the blue eyes, the green eyes. He don't look at that. You know, and I, I even have to tell my kids because none of my kids have, have a relaxed either. All my kids are natural. Every last one of them. And I have to tell them, this is who you are. But I'm going to be transparent. A lot of hurt and people pleasing came when I was talked about in my own home. Mm. From my own, from my own parent, or oh, you're fat, you're this, you're not. In comparison, comparing me to my siblings, comparing me to the kid up the street, that that's hurtful because I'm still trying to please you. I'm still trying to get your love. I'm still trying to get your attention. A lot of they have a a, a part of people pleasing, and I was I was always searching for love because I'm pleasing everybody. But nobody is loving me. Nobody is showing me that love. And I never knew that I had the greatest love of all. That loved me the, the first time I came into this world. It's like I started searching. I started looking in the wrong directions. And I'm going to be honest. I lost a lot of friends along the way because people pleasing. I had people that was being honest. I had people that was being, I had people who tried to be my friends. But I tried to fit in the in crowd because I was trying to please everybody. Let's talk about that because I'm glad that you said that. Because the number one thing is when we're going through something that is not necessarily um, adding value to who we are or um, speaking life into us, and we have someone that's just like, hey, um, so you think you might want to fix that or you think you 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 might want to not do people pleasing or whatever? Um, we always ask for honesty, but when honesty comes, it's like a hit in the face and, and you kind of can't take it. So those people, you had someone that told you that, you know, hey, you might want to work on this or you might want to, you know, check into that because it's not helping you. What was your what was your response to them? To be honest, I respect people from being honest with you. Good. I respect you from being honest because I'm I, I'm honest with you know, and I'm gonna be honest, the best honesty I get is from my own children. You know, it took my kids, because my oldest daughter is away at college, and it took my oldest daughter to tell me a lot. And I'm like, you know, I got quiet for a second. You know, like, she's the mom and I'm the child, but I respected that because it's not, I know what's coming out of love. If you're honest with me and it's coming out of love, it makes it easy for me to receive it. Because I know my kids are not going to hurt me. I know my kids are only want better for me. And even my 12-year-old, um, you know, when I called my daughter and I told her we found the home because my daughter was away at college. And she said, Mama, I'm going to have a home to come home to when she came home from the holidays. And that statement right there, it meant a lot because I'm pleasing everybody else and I'm failing as a mother to my kids. You know, I'm failing as a wife to my husband. You know, and a lot of that stuff, it, it hurts. It, you know, and like I said, I mean, I'm going to give you an example. Um, when me and you, when we was in school, um, you know, me used to catch the bus home and I used to go by your house and, you know, I met your mom and stuff. It was certain times that, I'm going to be honest, you tried to help me. Mm. But I wasn't listening at that time. I wasn't listening. 
I was straying off to the right direction. I was going this way. I was doing this. I was because of why I was trying to please everybody else. It, I was ple- trying to please my mom. I was trying to please my sister. But and it wasn't never enough. So I threw the towel in. I'm like, I'm done. I have to make me happy. I have to make God happy for one. Because I'm not even much walking into what he wants me to walk into. I'm keeping everything in. And when you keep keeping stuff in, it's hurting. And it, mm-hmm. and it, and it causes you to go into more anxiety and more depression and more withdrawals. And you study feeling like you're not worth, you're not valuable enough. And who wants to feel like that? Nobody. Nobody. Oh my gosh. When you when you said that, I was like, um, because yeah, I guess in my older age, I've become a crybaby. <laughs> I want to cry like oh Lord no, um but no that just um that that speaks to and, and I'm glad that you said that because again like I said when we going through stuff and we be like well nobody told me nobody said nothing nobody you know gave me insight or whatever um thank you for saying that one and then also thank you for being honest about that process because the whole thing is we all need to get free from people pleasing we just really do um we do it unconsciously. Sometimes, depending on how you grow up, um, especially in the South, we're taught a whole lot of what we consider as Southern hospitality, but some of that stuff is bondage, you know, um, and, and we take it and we carry it over, and especially as a parent. So there's a level of honesty that you get from your children that you never see coming. You never see. And it does not matter what age they are. It's just children are, are in their purest form. Um, because they have not conformed to the things that we've conformed to and they haven't been around as long, but they're just blunt. They're just right on time. They're honest or whatever. And that's also important too, because how you, you have to ask yourself, how can I be an authentic parent when my children see me acting like this with this person, acting like this with that person or, and not even honoring myself? Cause you know, we children pick up on stuff. They, um, they definitely um, can can point you in a direction that's like, oh, you saw that? That doesn't sound good. So yeah, so you have some very intuitive daughters, very <laughs> um, wisdom-filled daughters, and I'm glad that they were able to speak life into you. So what is your, what are one of, what is some of the ways that you're making sure, sure that you show up authentically when you're parenting, just from that aspect? Um, well, basically I try to, first of all, I pray about everything. I pray about everything that way I know is coming from the right direction because I'm going to be honest, me and my mom didn't have a good relationship. Mm -hmm. So with that, I'm not, I can't say, oh, I remember this time or I remember this time because I, I never had that. And I can say some things from my childhood with my kids, but I pray to and ask God to instill in me because some of the the hurt that I carried from a child can still come in my parenting. And sometimes I also had to learn if I'm, I always wanted to say with my kids, well, I'm going to give them what I didn't have as a child. But that can burn you out too because if I didn't have it, I'm okay. I'm okay that I didn't have it. And I had to learn a mistake too because that's also still part of people pleasing because now I'm trying to please my kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I didn't have this, now I'm going to try to give it to them. But you will keep running in circles 
doing the same thing. So I had to pray and ask God for wisdom and ask God for knowledge and ask God how to be a mother, how to be a mother in your eyesight. Because I can't keep saying, oh, I'm gonna give them what I didn't have. I'm gonna give them the love. I'm gonna give them what I thought I should have had because even the things I didn't have, I'm okay that I didn't have it. So I everything because you know every child is different. I mean, second there year, you go. I, I have four daughters, so each one of them are different in their own general, you know, in their own way. And then each of them grew up in different times, in different situations. This one might handle this situation, but then this one might not handle it in the same way. So I pray about everything, and also. I co-parent, you know, me and my husband, you know, we we all we make decisions a lot together with my kids. You know, so that's 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 the best way. I mean, I take it with my kids. So we talked about your your children, and I'm glad that you you touched on that because I was just about to ask you, well, how are you people pleasing with your children? And and I will say this too, as a parent, of course, we always say, Oh yeah, my children's gonna have this, they're gonna have that, because I didn't have this and I didn't have that and all of this other stuff. And what I'm learning, a lot of the stuff that we try to provide for them, they don't need it. <laughs> they don't need it. They don't want it. They want it for that moment. But when that moment is over, it's like, okay, I don't want it. I- I'm okay, I don't need it. And we'll, you know, go around trying to find it and possibly breaking banks to find it. And at the end of the day, they don't want it. And that taught me so much because my kids, long as they have genuine love, they have the necessities in life, my kids are fine. They don't ask for a lot. I remember I used to attend church and um, slide out because I moved from New Orleans with my kids to slide out. And I had so many prophetic words, so many God has spoke over my life in such amazing ways. Um, I am honestly lucky to still be alive till this day. Um, the enemy tried to take me out a long time ago um, with my, my last daughter, my um, five-year-old, well, she's six now, my six-year-old. And I kept asking, God, I'm here for a reason. Um, I'm, I'm here for a reason. You kept me here for a reason. I have a purpose. So my whole purpose that I am here for, I'm determined to feel it because it's never too late. I've been through so much. I have like so. I have about three books in my life, but I'm worried about how this person gonna feel. But that's my life. It's my life, and it's a story that I can save someone from possibly committing suicide, from possibly ready to give up. People have to realize that everything we go through in life is not for you. It's for someone else. There you go. Even me and my husband, just from being homeless, that came, that messed with our marriage. That messed with my kids. It messed with him as being a man. Because even in the midst of us being homeless, my husband lost his job. So with everything that's going on, we still married. We still together. So we don't go through stuff for ourselves. We go through stuff for other people. And this doing this podcast right now is releasing so much that I have been holding it. People don't realize, I'm, I'll be 37 this year. People please didn't last so long and it's a generational curse. I agree. 
agree. It's so the um the God, you said you said quite a bit in that part because if you are constantly well, one, yes, I agree with you that people pleasing can be a generational curse. Because if you see mama do it, you seen grandma do it, you seen no matter who they were dealing with, whether they were married, they weren't married, they were dating, whether they were in the church, not in the church, whether they were working, whatever the case is, you've seen it. It was on you, it was on them, and, and that's just how it is. The other um the other thing that you said that was um so important. When you have a purpose, we all have purpose, whether you know what your purpose is or not. When you're people pleasing, if your, for example, if your purpose was sitting right here in your face, the more you people please, the further back it goes, the further back it drifts. And you sitting there talking about, I don't know what my purpose is, but your purpose has been sitting there the whole time. But while you're people pleasing, trying to help everybody else figure out their purpose, what they need to do, how they need to organize stuff, how they need to get stuff, just constantly being a, a, a leaning ear. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with giving because I want to separate giving from people pleasing. Giving is a blessing. Being a giver is a blessing. But even your giving comes with, with boundaries, okay? When we begin to give and give and give and give and give and we have not consulted God, it becomes a burden. It definitely becomes a burden. So people pleasing on the other end is just something like, okay, I'm going to give you my paycheck, but my rent due tomorrow. And I know I'm not supposed to give you this money, but because I want to please you, and help you, I'm going to give you this money, this money, and then I end up evicted. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's what that is. People pleasing will have you in spaces that you don't belong in. And it definitely, definitely diminishes what God has said. The good thing about it is that God is the God of his word. His word does not return back void. So the, the, the purpose and the prophecies are going to come even if they are delayed by you, they are still are going to come. But when you are people pleasing and doing other stuff tied into, excuse me, tied into it, it does push it all the way back to where you just like, um, I think I have a purpose, but I don't really, I don't really know. I can't really see it. So I'm glad that you mentioned that as well, because when you don't, it goes into self-worth. It goes into understanding who you are and it goes into understanding who God called you to be it's just oh my gosh it's just so much into that so let me ask you this so what steps now have you taken to um to change being a people pleaser the first step I have is focus on write my goals down manifest them Pray, fast, birthday. Just like I nurtured my children, now I have to, it's like I have to nurture myself. I have to take care of myself. When I saw the topic of your podcast called I Have Failed, that's such a broad topic. So I sat down before I texted you and I said, this sounds like an interesting topic. And I'm not really a social person, so this is new to me to doing this. <laughs> I, had to do, I, I did a, a quick soul search and I said, I know I felt. 
I failed at myself. I failed me mm-hmm. from pleasing other people. So the steps that I have made now to take care of me, take care of the God in me, walk into what I am supposed to be. That way I can be a better wife, a better mother, a better person, a better friend. I can't be better to you if I'm not better to myself. So my first goal is to take care of me. My second goal is to love me. Yeah. And the third one is to know my works. There you go. There you go. That's good. That's good. I like the three steps because three for me, well, three means balance. So having those three steps to put in place, that is that is absolutely perfect. That's absolutely perfect. So the other thing I didn't touch on and I wanted to ask you, and if, if it's too personal, you know, just say I opt out. But when it came to um, your marriage and people pleasing, in what ways do you believe you were just people pleasing concerning your husband? This is going to open up another door, but I'm open to talking about it. Um, when infidelity came to my marriage. Mm. Um, infidelity came in my marriage uh, with my husband. Not me, but he did it because I was pleasing everyone and not taking care of my husband. Wow. I could be on the phone talking, girl, yada, 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 girl, this and that. But I wasn't that listening ear for him. I had other people calling my phone, draining me with their problems. Because I was always that, that go-to person. Oh, if you need me, call me. Call my phone any time of the day. But when it came down to my husband, I'm tired. I'm ready to go to bed. I'm drained. And that's what happened in my marriage. And it took for that situation to happen for me to realize I can't be that person no more. I had to be there for him just as like he was there for me. And it took a lot of hurt. It took some tears to be shed. But I'm gonna be honest, I thank God that it happened because we still together, even though it wasn't a perfect storm, but no marriage is perfect. Mm -hmm. You have to go through something and that was my wake up call. Mm So when that happened with my marriage, that's how I fell in my marriage. I pleased outside of my household while the inside was falling apart. The foundation was still there, but everything was crumbling. The foundation was still strong, but it was no, um, what you call when you build a house? No, uh, no foundation. No, no carpet. The no. Foundation, <laughs> no roof for anything. Wow. I wasn't that praying wife. I wasn't that wife that God built me to be. And I'm going to be transparent. My husband was the one that started bringing me back to the church. He was the one that introduced me to Christ. Because I strayed away for a long time. I'm going to be honest. And I know that it hurted him just as well as it hurted me. But I was willing to fight. I was willing to fight with the good fight of faith because I know God is better than this. 
is greater than this. But I have to stop caring about everybody else because at the end of the day, no one cared about me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing too. Like I um I always tell I always tell myself, what does my integrity say? And when I say that to myself, it's because I want to make sure that I'm always being authentically me, whether somebody likes it or not, right? So the reason why I say that to myself is because people will make you feel bitter. People will make you feel a sort of way. And you will, you know, you will shut down or whatever. And so for me, my husband always says this. He always says, never allow people to change who you are. If you are a happy person, if you speak to everybody, if you, you know, bring candy for the office or whatever the case is, you continue to be that person no matter what the circumstance is. And so I'm saying that because it speaks to when you go through stuff like this and you feel like, well, dang, I was there for everybody else and, and nobody was there for me. And I did this for this person and I gave this person money and I helped them start their business and I referred people to them and I blasted them on social media and all this other stuff. Yes, you did it because that's who you are. But just because they didn't return it, don't even don't even give them the energy of being bitter or being upset with them. Because here's the thing, when it comes to... Um, when it comes to your blessings, even the the, the tears that you sow in private, um, if they're if you cry every day, those tears are gonna turn into future blessings, no matter what. So I just I just want um because I want people to understand and the other thing too, just because you reconcile with somebody that you know abused you or used you or anything like that it doesn't necessarily mean there's a relationship that needs to be built we said what we said we apologize to each other you apologize to me whatever the case is okay grace and peace be unto you and we can go our separate ways and so that's another thing too don't if you are if you feel any bitterness if you feel any bitterness towards them the best thing that you can do is just pray and say, Lord, I, I pray you saw my sacrifice, and I just pray that that blessing be stored up for a time when I need it. Um, because people do knowingly use you. If you're constantly available, people are always, you know, tug on you. But um, in that that aspect, I want to also um, commend your bravery for saying it, for saying I was the you know, I, I was the common denominator when it came to infidelity because. Um, we look at, especially, um, and it just depends on the person. We look at infidelity and we automatically say, oh, that's canceled, null and void. Whether we married or not, we're done. It's null and void. And to some people, it works for them and some people, it don't. But for you to, to sit back and stand up into, you know what, Lord, what happened? What was the disconnect? What can we do to fix it? okay, I was people pleasing and I left him out there. Forgive me, forgive him, help us to grow. So I commend you on that. And I, I think it's I think it's amazing that you were able to, um, and brave enough to do that because nobody wants to say that out loud. But this is what this podcast is all about. 
we fail in every aspect of life and we come and we talk about it and we get free from this stuff because I'm, I'm I'm almost certain that this stuff has bogged you down. It has bothered you. It has been heavy on you, but just know you have gotten free in so many ways when it comes to this. So this is, this is absolutely, it's absolutely amazing. So with all of that, um, with that being said, what, what advice would you give to someone um, who is struggling with people pleasing and, and how can they change? What, what would be one way that they can start to change? Love yourself. Love yourself, know yourself. Find yourself. A lot of problems that we go through is self and it's inward. And I'm going to be honest, um, not just in our community, but in different communities, not just in African-American community, but in different communities, we feel like we're not worthy enough. The best advice that I can really give anyone, love yourself, know yourself, value yourself. Mm. And so know God, know God. If you don't know him, you need to know him because everything I have been through from high school to, um, you know, getting married and just not being accepted by so many people. And the whole thing, I always wanted to be wrapped in the arms and he had me wrapped the whole time. But I didn't acknowledge it. I didn't want to admit it. So you have to know God. You have to run to him. You have to know that even in a, sometimes you, you're not going through a situation alone. You might feel like you're alone, but you're never going through that situation alone. But self-love, self-worth, self-value is the best steps I could give anybody. And pray. You got to pray through every process. It's a scripture for everything. It literally. <laughs> it literally is. And I was just going to say, if, um, um, if anything, if you don't, have a relationship with God if you don't read your Bible every day I saying that all Christians do because we don't um find a scripture and hold on to it you can find that one that is applicable to your life and what you're going through and hold on to that oh that's so good I'm glad I'm glad the number one thing you said is love yourself because the other thing too is when you don't love yourself you you are empty. You're an empty vessel trying to give to other people and the drain. You have nothing left for yourself at all. When you don't love yourself, when you don't um, work on self, when you don't commend yourself, when you don't respect yourself, it's hard for people to love you, respect you, receive you when you don't do it for yourself. And, and it's hard. People will know that you don't because mm-hmm. realize I don't look at people because I know it's not them. I know it's different spirits that I'm dealing with. So them spirits then already tapped into you and they know that you don't love. They know you don't work. So that go the, the self-esteem that you're just pounding down. And another thing too that we have to accept, you can't change everything. You have to know what you can change and you have to accept what you can't change. Mm-hmm. We yeah. don't have superwoman cakes on our back. We're not superheroes. We don't have that power. Long as you're trying to change everyone, you can't, but you can only change you. 
Yes. That's good. Yeah, that that's so good. So we are at the end of the podcast, but I'm about to do something and put you on the spot. So, <laughs> so um, it doesn't matter which of the three books that you have that you need to get out. When can the world expect one of the books? By the summer. By the summer. Okay. June or July summer or August. My birthday is June the 2nd. My book will be out by then. That's a birthday present to myself. Good. And I got you on video and I got you on recording. So I just want to, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I got you on that. So also, um, uh, how can we connect with you? How can we, uh, are you on social media? Do you have a specific email address? Can you give us that? I am on media. My email address is kiokah2012 at gmail.com. My, on Instagram, I'm Stephen Kioka Harrison on Instagram. If anyone, male or female, needs to inbox me concerning this topic or email me, or if they need to contact you to get to me, I am open to help. I feel like this is a, such a broad topic. And if I can help anyone, I am open to it. They can feel free to reach out to me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that this topic really, really helps. I know it It really it will. But um, again, if you need to get in contact with us, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Um, all of the podcast pl uh, platforms and we will be back with another topic next week. Thank you. <laughs>